Hello, I'm Derek Doak, and you're listening to the Real Estate Investment Insights Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been serving the investment property industry, from preparing tax returns for property owners when I worked in public accounting, to creating multi-million dollar syndications as a commercial broker. Throughout my career, I've always had a passion for learning and teaching what I've learned to others. This podcast is for fellow brokers, agents, investors, and real estate syndicators wanting to learn from those that have done it. My goal is to bring value to you through the sharing of best practices and industry knowledge. Each episode is geared towards providing knowledge and insights on industry topics and trends. Please enjoy this episode, and if I can be of any assistance, please reach out to me at Derek at dokemail.com. Now enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Real Estate Investments Insights. I'm your host, Derek Doak. And today we're going to be talking about defeasance. Yes, the exciting topic of defeasance. Um, With me today is Seth Frankel with AST Defeasance. I've worked with the group uh, on other projects that I needed to get out of when I was getting rid of a loan. Um, They did a great job of helping me, and I think it's a hot topic to talk about, especially now with rising interest rates and where things could potentially go with why you might want to consider paying off that loan now that's on a CMBS and paying little to, uh, uh, I guess, a lesser amount of defeasance than you did in the past. So with that, I'm going to have Seth introduce himself and introduce us to AST defeasance. Seth, take it away. Hey, Derek. Good to be here. Appreciate you having me. Always love to talk all things defeasance. I'm coming with you from AST Defeasance. Uh, We've been around for about 15 years. Uh, We got into the game. Uh, Not sure how familiar you are with the origins of defeasance. The first defeasances took place in the early 2000s. And it was quite honestly the Wild West out there. It was a very uh, the process has very tremendous lack of transparency and our principles with, uh, you know, 50 years of, you know, real estate experience and financing decided this was a very opportune time to get into the defeasance market, kind of, you know, insisting on that transparency for borrowers to be able to get out of their loans and know exactly, you know, what's going on and, so that they can focus on the underlying real estate transaction as opposed to one part of it that is defeasance. Um, yeah. and, and I was going to add to that, but my understanding on defeasance, I know from my own experience, I mean, CMBS loans um, I've used in the past, uh, typically get a D, uh, CMBS loan because it was you know non-recourse. Uh, it had the ability to have a, uh, um, I don't want to say an easier way of getting to access to the capital, but it does allow you to to get a, a loan um, on a property that may not be financeable from traditional banks, and uh, and it's a pool of resources. And maybe you can talk a little about that too, like uh, kind of a CMBS loan as a whole. What what makes that up? When you say transparency and things like that, that really makes a difference in CMBS because of how the CMBS is a pool of resources and all these loans are pulled together. So you really don't know who the, who the lender is uh, as it relates to who makes decisions on it. Sure. And you're hundred percent right on that. And, you know, even more when you're, when you're a borrower and you're getting into a CMBS loan, like you said, you're not even exactly sure who the lender is. 
And you don't even know necessarily exactly what the terms are going to be or what the proceeds will be until you're sitting down at the closing table. So while it may be attractive for a lot of borrowers to get into, you know, like you mentioned that, you know, other financing may not be available and this may be the best course of action. Uh, you know, CMBS, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a loan, you know, that you get into that loan and then the loan is sold off, you know, it's pooled together and sold off with other loans into, you know, that's CMBS commercial mortgage backed securities. And then they get sold off to bondholders. So uh, to put it quite simply, just to, you know, for any defeasance novices out there, you know, defeasance quite simply is a substitution of collateral. And what I mean by that is if you have a CMBS loan and it matures in say five years and you're looking, you want to refinance or you want to sell the property free and clear, often on Freddie Mac loans, you know, with CMBS, you will have to go through a process that is called defeasance, which is a prepayment penalty to get out of the loan. And you might be thinking, okay, well, why, you know, why do I need a prepay penalty? Why do I need to go through this whole process? You know, why not just do a simple calculation? Yeah. So what happens is the way CMBS is pooled together and sold off to bondholders, these bondholders now, they have an expectation that they're going to be getting pay, uh, interest payments for, you know, until the loan matures. And if you want to get out of that loan, well, you know, it's all very good for you. But if I'm the bondholder, I don't care. I still want to get all my payments. So you have to go through the process, which is defeasance. And that you know, requires a substitution of collateral. That collateral is going to be a portfolio of government bonds that will secure the debt and generate the cash flows required to meet the scheduled payments of the principal and interest remaining on the loan. It'll go into a separate account, a successor borrower account. And once the process is complete, the successor borrower will assume all the debt obligations and the borrower is then free to do whether it's a refinance or selling the property free and clear, at that point, they have no more obligations to that loan. But the loan does still exist. The payments are still being made because the bondholders you know, expect those payments. And there are provisions in the loan docs that will you know, necessitate that everything be met. So, so on a CMBS loan, when, when you think about it as a borrower, the, the people that are buying that pool, they're buying that bond for 10 years. So a CMBS term that has a 10-year note on it, that has almost a, you know, an expected payment to be made out to those individuals that invested in that pool of mortgages. So exactly. When exactly. you sell it, you've got to you've got to you've got to pay that that delta that when you pay off that note, the delta for that expectations of return. So if you sell it in year seven, you've got to fund the bonds to keep that distribution going for three more years. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. So when we talk about purchasing the government bonds as the replacement collateral, the way the bonds are purchased is done to mimic the yield curve until the maturity of the loan. So if you have you know, a loan that is maturing three years from today, you'll, it'll be most likely a pool of treasuries that, you know, that mature in in three years so you and it'll act to mimic the yield curve which you know the expectation is that the payments will be very close you know if not spot on to what your principal and interest payments would have been had you not gotten out of the loan and and, and i know the calculation on that's 
a lot more complex than just, you know, like a traditional bank one where it's, you know, five, four, three, three, two, one as your penalty. Um, what, what, how does that, how does, how does that get calculated? I mean, what's, what's kind of the, the process? I mean, you guys do a lot of backend math on that. How does that, how does that look or how does that work? Correct. So it, basically you'll be taking, it, it's, it's a formula that involves a, the time that's left until maturity, you know, the treasuries that are going to be most relevant to the maturity of the loan. So meaning if the loan matures in three years, you'll be looking at a pool of three-year treasuries, which obviously continue to fluctuate until, you know, the time that the defeasance closes. So, you know, you, you'll never know exactly what the defeasance cost is until day one of the closing, but, you know, it's a, the calculation is, Involves the the coupon rate. It involves uh, you know the treasury yields and the time left until maturity. And then you know there's a bunch of like you said you know back back end math that you know is a little bit complex. That that may be you know a podcast unto itself uh, right. in, ter- in, ter- in terms of how it's calculated. But but you will. I, I mean, look the the way we do it. I mean to provide the most information because a lot of the borrowers or brokers. I mean, look they're they'll be looking to, Hey, I've got this property that I'm looking to defease in three months. You know, what, what's the cost going to be in three months. And then, you know, three months may just be an open-ended date. And then they'll come back to you in two months and say, Hey, uh, what's going to be three months from now. And instead of, you know, having to constantly, you know, rerun and, you know, work up all the different analyses, you know, we'll, we'll provide uh, DVO one, which is you know, the dollar value of one basis point. So, you know, this way we'll be able to go back to either a broker or a borrower and say, hey, this is what your defeasance would cost today. This is what the treasuries were when we ran the analysis. And if let's say your DVO one is $5,000 and, you know, the treasuries were at, let's just keep it simple here. Treasuries were at 3% um, when we ran it. Now, if the treasuries in three days from now, if they're at, three and a quarter. So now, you know, you're looking at, you know, it's 5,000 times 25 and that's going to be your, uh, your defeasance will have decreased by that amount. So, you know, yeah. for, and, and to make it clear as, as treasuries rise and rates rise, defeasance costs go down and yeah. well, obviously, know, and the opposite happens. And that's where you and I, I mean, we started talking last spring on a property that the sellers were thinking of selling and the defeasance is, you know, we're over $600,000. And now those same defeasance, same loan, everything's under $300,000. So it's cut in half in the sense of where their fee is at to where it makes it, you know, palatable from the sales perspective. And and so I guess my word out, because a lot of my audience are brokers out there that are working deals, looking for opportunities to talk to owners of property and property owners that have loans. But from a brokerage perspective on the real estate brokerage side, if you've got a client that's in a CMBS loan and you talked to them last year, even last spring, and they said, oh, I'm in a CMBS loan, I don't think I should, I could sell because the defeasance is too high. I mean, I would reach out to Seth and, uh, and have that conversation because I know on ours, it was, it was cut in half and you're going to, I think the seller would be surprised at it would cost them less to get out now. And even with the rise and a little bit of a cap rate, they still could come out better than they would have if they'd done it done in the spring. So, um, which is the reason why it prompted me to have Seth on the podcast here is to kind of talk about that and opportunistically, how can commercial real estate brokers, you know, not be afraid of the defeasance or CMBS loans and reach out to someone like Seth. For sure. For sure. And you know, so 
what we would say to brokers, to borrowers, and what we have been saying, I mean, over the last year, I mean, look, we're talking a year ago, rates were still, rates were still low, and, you know, when treasuries were high. So yeah, it was even more attractive, let's say a year ago. But the, the first piece of advice that we would say to any broker, any borrower is come to us, rerun every transaction that has CFDS. So it, the, the whole notion of what the cost of the fees is, is out the door. I mean, you know, something that you looked at even three, four months ago, uh, you know, could be vastly different. So I, I would put aside anything, you know, that you think you know about what your defeasance would be and and take another look at it. Doesn't doesn't cost you anything to to see what that cost would be. And you may be very pleasantly surprised at, at what it is. And to, to further your point about where the deal that we're working on, where the defeasance cut in half, there's another deal that I'm working on, a $10 million loan that is maturing in 2029. And granted, when the loan was originated, rates were at an all-time low. But to just to you know really push the point home, the defeasance on that is now negative, meaning it's one hundred and thirty thousand dollars is would just go to offset the the principal amount because they're the penalty. The rates now treasuries are higher than the rate was at the time of origination. So you're basically are paying off the loan. At a discount. I mean that that's how extreme the the swing has gotten. Wow. Are there are there notes? Is there a um, a note size meaning interest rates are like a time period? If someone got a CMBS loan in nineteen or a CMBS loan in fifteen, is there a certain time period like in that scenario where it could be potential negative? Yeah. So uh, if you're talking about loans that were originated from yeah from 2019 to let's say 2021, I mean throughout you know COVID. For sure, when when rates were really at an all time low, I mean, look, typically when we talk defeasance, the the sweet spot for defeasance is is loans that have one to three years left until maturity, because the you know the the longer the loan has until maturity, the more expensive it's going to be to defease. But that period that we're talking about, you know, from you know nineteen to you know even twenty twenty two, when rates were were so low. You know, you could, you know, you're really looking at a penalty that is non-existent or, you know, is even going to be negative, which for a borrower would be would be a positive and, you know, maybe attractive to, you know, refinance now, sell it now and take advantage of, you know, being fortunate to have gotten in when you did. Yeah. Now, if 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 somebody reached out to you, that's a broker and they and they're they know a couple of clients that there are a couple of prospects they're trying to go after that have CMBS loans on them. Are you able to um, run analysis on those or so the broker could go into that meeting with, hey, you know what? I did some analysis on your loan. And here's if we were to take your property to market and sell it, here's what so, potentially could be defeasance. Exactly. Exactly. And and look, I mean us as a company, we have relationships with uh, brokers, borrowers, uh, you know, attorneys. Uh, you know, th- so deals come to us, you know, from a lot of different avenues. But when we're dealing with brokers, a lot of the times, you know, what they're dealing with underwriting, if they're trying to win deals, sure, we would always tell a broker, hey, look, all we need is a property address and a targeted closing date that, you know, that closing date, it can be two months, four months, three months, you know, it doesn't, that's fine. But, you know, it always helps to have more tools in your tool belt when you're going to sit down at a meeting with the borrower and you want to say, hey, look, well, let's discuss the valuation here. But right now, if we're thinking about selling this property in three months, you know, we have to take into account that the defeasance is going to be one million, four million, seven million. I mean, you know, it, it's 
it's not an insignificant part of the transaction. And as a broker, it makes you look much better to have, you know, to have that information on hand instead of, you know, having to walk out of that meeting and say, Hey, let me, let me get these numbers for you and we'll get back to you. You know, it doesn't, we don't charge anything to run, to run the estimates. And, you know, if it, if it works for you, it'll end up working for us. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, look, having those numbers is going to be a vital part of any CMBS transaction, you know, and if you're going to meet with the borrower in a deal that involves this, you're always going to look better as a broker. If you, you know, have those numbers with you and you can say, Hey, look, if you're, if you're valuating, you know, if you want to sell this property and you want to come out with $20 million, but the defeasance is $4 million, then, you know, you got to sell it for, you know, for 24, uh, you know, you got to, you know, this is something a borrower needs to know. And as a broker, you want to be in a position to give them all the information they need to know so that they don't have to look elsewhere. Yeah, no. And I think that's a, a great way, especially as we're going into kind of the uncertain times we're in when people have been thinking about selling and as a broker, I mean, we're getting more into the consultative days of being a commercial real estate broker than a transaction-based commercial real estate broker. So going in and, and working on getting listings um, could set you apart. I mean, it could set you apart from your competition by walking in with not only you doing comps and BOVs, but you're also bringing to them the opportunity to see what it would be from a cost perspective to get the loan. And I think that could help differentiate you and step you apart. So for, for sure. Um, and I would even say, I would even add to that. Look, there, there are a lot of times that borrowers, yeah, they know, they know that they're have a CMBS loan, but a lot of them are not familiar with defeasance. They don't necessarily know that they have defeasance. All we need to, to run that analysis, to, to check that for you is a property address. So the borrower may not even know. And if you reach out and you say, hey, Seth, uh, I've got a meeting with this borrower, you know, not sure if it's a defeasance or not, but, you know, can you take a look? And then, you know, you walk in and the borrower doesn't know and you come and you say to him, well, look, this is a CMBS loan that has defeasance on it. And this is what the defeasance numbers are. All of a sudden, you come out looking, you know, looking great because they didn't even know that this existed. And you're coming in and you're saying, "Hey, look, I did my due diligence. This is what it's going to cost. This is what it is." And you know that that'll go a long way towards securing a deal. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Well, well, Seth, I mean, this has been great information. And uh, again, how can somebody, if they wanted to reach out to you to to help run a analysis on a CMBS loan, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? You could shoot me an email anytime. It's S Frankel, F-R-A-N-K-E-L at ASTDefeasance.com. You can go to our website, ASTDefeasance.com. Give me a shout, 212-604-1284. Look, this is defeasance is a, you know, is a big thing. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, if you're just coming into it for the first time, kind of a, you know, a very interesting time to be getting into it, but, but yeah, you know, happy, you know, obviously to further these conversations with anybody that may be relevant to, and, you know, always, uh, you know, always happy to be a resource for, you know, for you guys, any other brokers or borrowers. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. And then uh, if, if anybody has any questions or uh, aren't able to get a hold of Seth, because you got wrote down the wrong email address, uh, always reach out to me at Derek at docmail.com. I'll be more than happy to transfer you over to Seth. Um, like I said, I've worked with him. Um, I send notes order. Seth does a great job of putting together things for me as it relates to CMBS. And I've been real happy with their company. So um, I can definitely endorse them and say it's a good group to talk to. 
Um, any other questions, always reach out to me. I appreciate everybody uh, listening to the podcast. I hope everybody has a great day and uh, happy hunting. Talk to you later. <laughs> All right. Great talking, Derek. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you should have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to me directly at Derek at docmail.com. Again, thanks for listening, and I hope you all have a great day. Thank you.